Hey everybody and welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. My name is Alicia Sharp, your host, and today we have the next part of Erwin McManus's message on the story that we tell ourselves. Here's Erwin. There's another character in the story. I call him the hero. You think, oh, okay, you finally found my story. Because <laughs> right? you're not the victim, you're not the martyr, you're not the innocent, thank God that's not me. You're the hero. Well, before you jump in, let's just take a moment and unwrap this one. Because the hero's pattern is superiority. See, if you're the hero of your story, you're not okay. You're not as well crafted as you think you are. See, when you're the hero of your story, you usually have a view of superiority. And, and the language isn't so much about how awesome you are, but how less than you other people are. Like, they're just all idiots. They're all incompetent. Nobody knows what they're doing. You ever hear that language? I mean, I just, they're just not very smart. See, the, the, the hero's dilemma is that he's in a stupid world. He's in, in, in an inferior world. He's in a world where everyone is less than them. And so the world needs them. And if they could just see them, they would celebrate them. And, and so if Pilate was bad, I picked Herod for this one. Because in, in Acts chapter 12, verses 21 through 23, it, it, there's this interesting moment. It says, On the appointed day, Herod, wearing his royal robes, sat on his throne and delivered a public address to the people. They shouted, This is the voice of a god, not a man. Immediately, because Herod did not give praise back to God. Why? Because he felt he deserved that praise. An angel of the Lord struck him down, and he was eaten by worms and died. Just a little side note, okay? So, you know, simply going, that's in the Bible? Yeah, it's, it's right there. Okay, see how bold it is? And he was eaten by worms and died. See, that's how you know God cares about worms. See, I, I was struck how when the story you're in and you're writing it for yourself, and this is the story we tell ourselves, if you're always the hero, it means you can't actually see the heroic people who have helped you throughout your life. See, I, I don't care how successful you are, how awesome you are, how intelligent you are, how gifted you are, how talented you are. You did not get where you are by yourself. And if you're always the hero of your story, it means you're diminishing what other people have actually invested in your life. And eventually, I have to tell you, eventually people will get tired of of stepping into your story and realizing that there's no oxygen in your story for anyone but you. And so everyone suffocates. And a part of this pattern of superiority as the hero is this view that you really are God's gift to humanity. And one of the great challenges, and I have to tell you, L.A. has an overwhelming, disproportionate, high population of the hero. I'm not sure why, but the hero story from all over the world runs to the city because they're the most talented, the most gifted, the most attractive. Of course, they're supposed to be the leading man or the leading lady. Look at me. It's obvious I'm better than you. 
And one of the great challenges is, is that you actually never become anyone's hero because your life is all about you. Have you ever noticed that even like in the deep philosophical writings of Marvel in DC, <laughs> that the curious thing about the actual heroes is that they don't seem to know they're heroes. They, they never really talk about themselves as heroes, not even Superman, who's clearly heroic. I mean, Batman, you know, good days, bad days, right? You know, <laughs> and right? Spider-Man, still a kid, right? You know, and Captain America, I mean, he is Cap. He's like virtue personified. But, and what's interesting, even with Captain America, Captain America is like the, the character that has no flaws. I mean, he is the truly noble ideal of humanity. And he's the most humble character of them all. Never talking about himself. Never thinking about himself. See, if you only think about yourself in your story, I'm telling you, you're not the hero. You're the black hole who consumes everything in your story and makes it about you. And when I've sat down with people on a psychological level, and, and, I, and I listen to people's story, when everything in their life is about them, I realize there is no room for any other character in their life. And one of the great challenging challenges is if you're married to someone who has the hero narrative in their life, and then you are also a person with the hero narrative in your life. You'll end up with a massive conflict because one of you has to concede being the center of the universe. And when this moment with Herod, when he's told he's not a man, he's a god, that, that it resonated with Herod. And one of the curious things about a relationship with Jesus, and I think this is sometimes a, a challenging thing, is that to have a relationship with Jesus, you have to acknowledge your need for God. You have to acknowledge that you're not enough. And I know that goes against all the, the, the narratives out there, because aren't you supposed to believe you're more than enough? Right? You have everything you need. And the truth is that the reason you need Jesus is because we need God. Not just to thrive in this life, but I'm telling you, just to make it through the day. I don't know how people without God make it through the pain of this life. I mean, to me, it's sometimes perplexing going, I don't know how they're making it. I don't know how their marriages make it. I, 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 I don't know how they don't experience massive psychological damage from all the trauma that life brings without God. And I think there's so much pressure on us to prove that we can do this life by ourselves, without people, without God. Why waste your energy trying to prove that you're the hero? And just say, you know what? Actually, I need a hero. And his name is Jesus. And he is what I need to bring into my story. If you're in, in your story, you're the hero, you need to get out of that story because it's way too much pressure on you. You cannot be everyone's hero. And you can't even be your own. And there's one last character. And this character I call the servant. In this character, their pattern is taking responsibility for life. Their, their narrative 
is, I just did what had to be done. In fact, a lot of times their narrative is, I just did what anyone else would do, but you know no one else would do it. In fact, have you ever been someone else, been around someone and say, how did they do that? And just, I just did what anyone would do. I just did what you would do. And you're like, yeah, I wouldn't do that. Like, you know, I just, I'm telling you, you did that. I would never do that. But I'm really glad you think I would do that, but I wouldn't. And, and I was struck how the most heroic narratives in the Bible and throughout human history are not the stories where people told themselves that they're the hero, but the stories where they told about themselves that they were the servant and then that person actually became the hero. So you know the story of David going up against Goliath and Saul and all of his armies being terrified and David explaining his resume. So listen to his language in 1 Samuel 17, 33 through 37. Saul replied, you are not able to go against this Philistine and fight him. You're only a young man and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. Oh, did you miss it? See, he begins with the story he was telling himself, your servant. See, that's the story of David's life. Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth, as any servant would do. When it turned on me, I seized it by the hair, struck it, and killed it, as, you know, servants do. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the, plow, from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hands of this Philistine. And Saul said, all right, go ahead. Hope God's with you. I mean, that's basically the way the things plays out. But David doesn't come in going, I'm the hero of this story. Don't you recognize me? I'm David. Soon to be King David, in case you want to read ahead. And I'm going to do this because of who I am. David's not saying that. He's saying, I'm your servant. I'm God's servant. And I'm here to serve. And this is what must be done. So that's why I'm going to step into this moment. And I wonder what story you're in right now. The stories we tell ourselves. I'm... I'm the victim, I'm the martyr, I'm the innocent, I'm the hero. See, the, the story that God wants to get us to is a story where we become the servant. Where we live our lives not for ourselves, but for others, not for our own honor, but for the honor of God. Not, not so that we can be seen, but so that every person has value. What would happen if we began to, to not only be aware of the story that we've been telling ourselves about us, but then take power over that story and say, you know, I'm not going to live in that story anymore. That has been my story. I have been the victim. I have been the martyr. I have been disconnected. I've acted like I was innocent. I, I measured myself more by what I didn't do than what I did do. I, I, I have tried to oversell myself. I've seen myself as the hero of the story and have been a narcissist. Or I've been arrogant. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could say, that's the story I came from, but not the story that I'm writing and the story that will lead you into the life that Jesus created you to live is the story where you decide, I'm going to write the story of me being a servant. Where I serve God and I serve people. And I place others above myself. And I will trust God with my life as I give it away. See, it may be that God wants to give you fame and wealth and power and influence and 
the things that everyone in this world seems to tell us are so important. But that's not supposed to be the story you're in. That's supposed to be an outcome of the story that God is writing in your life. So 2,000 years ago, Jesus came into human history. God himself took on flesh and blood, walked among us, and he chose a very specific story. And his was not the story of the martyr. His was not the story of the innocent. His was not the story of the victim. His was not the story of the hero. If anyone could have had any of those stories, legitimately should have been Jesus, but he didn't choose any of those stories. The story of Jesus is the story of the servant who came to give his life so that we could live. That's the story that changes our lives forever. That was Erwin McManus, and you can find that on YouTube. If you search under The Stories We Tell Ourselves, Erwin McManus Mosaic. You can also find out more information about him at his website, thegeniusof.com. He has written several books. The Genius of Jesus is one of them, and I think that's exactly where he got his website from. Hope you have a great day, and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless.